and welcome to the All Japan Women's Destiny podcast. I'm your host, JD. Welcome to another episode as we go through the history of All Japan Women's Professional Wrestling through the classics episodes that you can find uh, on various places of the internet. I vastly encourage to follow along and learn and enjoy the history of this just awesome women's wrestling promotion of the past. This is a spin-off in conjunction with the Red Leaf Retrocast. That is the proper episode where these come from. We hope you enjoy our audio and our uh, discussions over the various wrestlers and the matches in which we go through the ages. If you like what you hear and you want more content, please consider checking out the Patreon. That is patreon.com slash redleafretrocast, all one word, where we also cover LLPW, various other uh, women's wrestling promotions of the past, and the project that the whole reason it exists is the Joshi 2010's journey, where we go through coming out of the dark ages of Joshi professional wrestling and really learning and having fun with wrestlers that we're very familiar with to this day to ones that we may have missed out on. I hope you enjoy the audio you're about to hear covering AJW. And if you want more, please, again, consider signing up to the Patreon and leaving us reviews over at iTunes, Spotify, and the like, all your favorite podcasting outlets in which you listen to AJW and the Redley Fletcher cast. Enjoy. Episode 86 of the All Japan Women's Classics, the end of 1993. Oh, I had to crack a beer for that one. Mm. Tag League, the best final from Cork and Hall. December 10th, 1993, coming off the heels of what was, in my opinion, the All Japan Women Show of the Year from St. Final Battle, not either of the Dream Slam shows, not the Castle Hall show, which took place at the end of summer. It was uh, St. Final Battle, the rematch of Shinobu Kandori and Akira Hokuto, the rematch of uh, Toyota and Yamada against Kansai and Ozaki. What a one-two punch. And then a very underrated, under-the-radar match was that Aja Kong, a Megumi Kudo match with Jaguar Yakota on commentary. Just excellent wrestling overall on that show. Go back and listen to that one. It's an hour long over the whole show. I didn't two or three part it like I planned. It was just so amazing. I had to watch it all. And then that brings into this episode, which actually isn't covered in the classics. Because I did that all in one part, we're able to squeeze this in for Classic 86, that's what we're calling this, this Tag League Final Show, which is a famous show for a very different reason than anything we've covered in 93. 
This is a show I personally had never seen before, but it lives in uh, sort of infamy in Tape Trader fandom because this is the famous show in which Dave Meltzer gave back-to-back tag matches five-star ratings, okay? So it's a very much uh, smarky (laughs) tape trader show that gained its fame strictly from Dave Meltzer and The Observer and the readers kind of going nuts of it. Uh, But it is famous for a number of different reasons in all Japan women history, as in this is the Tag League final. And it will be the official kind of ending of Akira Hokuto as a full-time wrestler, for all intents and purposes. Uh, They, as in all Japan women in the Matsunagas, uh, came out and directly say, following this show, and pretty much during it, that Akira Hokuto is retiring. And, (laughs) again, the caveat is, full-time wrestler. The kind of understanding at this point in time, and they do change their minds a number of times over the course of the next few weeks here, is she will have her retirement show in March, but they don't know exactly what the match is going to be yet. The rumors at the time, up until their January Cork and Hall show, which is on the January 3rd, 4th, or 5th, is Akira Hokuto wants to team with Shinobu Kandori for a big March retirement show. However, Kira Hokuto is married to a luchador over in Mexico. And during her time and stay there, she has been announced for numerous EMLL dates, the formerly known as uh, for CMLL. Uh, So she's going to wrestle sporadically there. There is also rumors around this time that Bull Nakano and Alundra Blaze in the WWF are are trying to recruit Akira Hokuto to come into the Federation and start a tag program, Medusa and Bull Nakano sort of teaming up against Akira Hokuto and supposedly the Jumping Bomb Angels, even though Yamazaki and... Uh, is retired, and Tateno is signed to LLPW, in which they have just started up their company. So if the Jumping Bomb Angels are off the table, then Akira Hokuto is kind of the play to go around, and she has expressed interest in a tour of the United States at this time. So that's the plan. She's going to do a number of EMLL dates across 1994, culminating in a March retirement, Possibly a match with tag match with Shinobu Kandori. That is the current plan as of December of 1993. As we know, Akira Hokuto will not retire in March. Uh, she will have a match at the Tokyo Dome, which is making the rounds and making the news. We went over that a bit last episode. That it will be that will be Akira Hokuto's swan song is her in the main event against whomever the champion will be, and it's penciled in as Aja Kong. Okay? Now, we can go, as we'll get closer to that Tokyo date, and I can tell you right now, we will not cover that entire Tokyo Dome show. There's no way. Half those matches are shoot fights and wrestling, and uh, there's a million other podcasts that have 
uh, covered the Tokyo Dome show in its entirety. Uh, there's even a podcast out there that pretty much has dedicated an entire like series over that particular show because it's like a nine-hour thing. We'll cover that way differently uh, <laughs> in, a, in a much shorter span. And I'm sure the classics will uh, split that up into like nine parts, but don't worry about that. Uh, but that's, that goes, just me briefly saying that, goes into kind of what I've been saying about 1993. You will read blogs and listen to people that I think don't have the context to what actually happened in 1993, going show to show to show like we have. Akira Hokuto's the star. Akira Hokuto is the ace of this promotion. She's one of the biggest stars in wrestling. The entire year is around an interpromotional war, and essentially, Akira Hokuto and friends of AJW beating some ass of JWP and especially LLPW and FMW, okay? JWP gets their licks in every now and again with the Ozaki Kansai thing. That's the biggest example. And uh, Kansai is certainly a protected act. I mean, hell, AJW ran, the, ran their own awards at this time and announced that uh, Aja Kong and Kansai was their match of the year. Okay, so that tells you kind of all you need to know about how even the AJW looked at like that matchup and Aja Kong going up against other big people from other promotions. But make no mistake about it, Aja Kong is not the star of this promotion right now, despite her having the title. It's Akira Hokuto, and then it's everyone else. Minami Toyota got into a lot of a lot of main events with Yamada. They were a big focal point of 1993, and we discussed that kind of in uh, on the side with the Observer Awards of, of what 93 was. Minami Toyota is the one that got a lot of recognition, not Aja Kong. So we're still waiting on the Aja Kong breakout of who she was, and that we hold her in such high regard. She's still kind of a background character to a lot of people in this promotion. I would even go as far as saying Yamada and Kyoko Inoue at this point in time, are bigger stars than Aja Kong. Now, am I saying Aja Kong was not booked strong and put in big matches and she uh, delivered for the crowds that she was... No, I'm not saying that. She absolutely did. I'm just making an argument that they still hold her in a high regard, but they're not putting her in the position to be in main events and carry the promotion yet. Okay. But this episode is mostly about this this tag league final and the booking around it and the phenomenon I'm saying of Akira Hokuto. Like it I can't stress how incredible the last like 3 years this woman has been through injuries, through grit, through grime. This woman just simply defined wrestling and defined women's wrestling. And until I start seeing the true kind of transformation in uh, Toyota as a singles wrestling star, and the same goes for Aja Kong, if I am to make, like, and I'm just, uh, here on the pa- here on the Patreon of patreon.com slash redleafredrickcast, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, made kind of a top-of-the-head, top women's wrestlers of all time list, because that was kind of going around at the time. And... If I was to make one now, with my knowledge, and not anyone else kind of giving guidance, uh, Akira Hokuto would be number one 
and then it's Chigusa Nagayo, and then I'd have a debate again in my head uh, that I'd flip-flop, like, Masami, Yakoda, uh, um, and uh, Dump Matsumoto just kind of all over the place, and then Jackie, Jackie Saito would, would head in there. It's Akira Hokuto number one in my mind right now, and there's no question. You know, she she had her good mid to upper upper card tag run in the mid to late 80s when she was just starting out. And then when she came back from that neck injury, it, it's just it's just been improving upon year upon year upon year. And the promotion clearly backing her and her delivering and becoming one of the biggest stars in wrestling. Period. Like, I know Sato and Yakota and Masami and even Dump Matsumoto, and even Chigusa Nagayo, to an extent. Chigusa Nagayo is the exception because she broke into uh, pop culture, and Lioness Asuka was right there with her, but it was her. What Akira Hokuto has done is she's broken into the wrestling pop culture, specifically in wrestling fans and recognition, and this year was kind of the culmination of that recognition, I feel. Uh, whether it's Tenryu or Keiji Muto or all of these guys, right there at the top of the list in conversation is Akira Hokuto. And if I'm comparing to kind of the modern day in stardom and uh, even Western wrestling with people like uh, the formerly Sasha Banks, uh, Jamie Hayter has been making rounds of Bianca Belair, like these wrestlers are in the West uh, and they're big stars in their own right. It's it's still not of the level, I believe, of what Akira Hokuto is and what she's doing. Hell, just in the last like three months leading into this, top of my head, Hokuto has had a hair match against Rumi Kazuma that drew money for another promotion that's third place, okay? She put on another match of the year contender that also drew a ton of money with... Uh, uh, Shinobu Kandori, a rematch. Okay, so it drew it drew twice on reputation, and then there's this show, which if you want to be the work rate nerd, which I will be, she just pumped out two back to back five star matches, along with future uh, Hall of Famer Minami Toyota, and then two people that I, well Yamada's not, but I would be. Uh, hard stricken to uh, make an argument for Kyoko Inoue, but the more I watch of Kyoko Inoue even, she's making a decent case for herself, but she's got a ways to go, okay? She's still not at the level that uh, is required of it. I Like I said, I just kind of put her barely above Aja Kong right now. So let's uh let's get into the show because I got I got the whole DVD. You can easily find the two matches of note on YouTube and the like, uh, lots of places. I would say the undercard of this, sh- of this show is very much kind of not worth the time, and I'm just going to breeze through it right quick because uh, of this sold-out Corkin Hall, 2100, blah, blah, blah. We, we can go over that all day. Uh, remember, this is December 10th, 93. We begin with Chikako Shiratori defeating Kumiko Meikawa, 12 minutes, 49 seconds, very long rookie opener. And dare I say rookie-esque, it's idol-esque rookie. Shiratori gets the win over her fellow class of 91 graduate. Look, it's simple to the point. They see something in Shiratori. Uh, it's pretty easy to see why Mikawa's not quite there yet. And it's funny how we still call them rookies. And at this point, they're like two and a half years in to their wrestling career. Uh, it's, it's just funny to me that 
you know, in in normal sports, right, a rookie is just someone in their first year in the majors. While wrestling kind of doesn't work that way, you don't really have the minor leagues. Although, if you see in the Observer, it's a rookie is first year in, like, a major televised promotion, right? Uh, the other thing in wrestling is you're you're learning from scratch, and then you're kind of thrown out there right away. You don't have like 18 years of your childhood that you've you've built up uh, following, watching, and playing the, the sport up until you finally hit the majors, right? Wrestling is you train, and then you go out there, and then <laughs> you, don't, you don't really see people get, like, super good until, like, seven years in because, well, now they have the experience that you would, would have gotten as a kid. Uh, just interesting how, that, you know, two and a half years, you're like, well, they should be good by now. Well, eh, wrestling... Kind of goes off of a, a curve there. Tag League the best. So yes, there are matches on this card, and the points will be got as they get the wins. LCO, Mita, and Shimoda defeat Kaoru Ito, Tomoko Watanabe. 19 minutes, 9 seconds this went. Oh my god, this was long. Uh, Mita and Shimoda move up to 4 points. Ito and Watanabe snubbed in this tournament of wins. Uh, and this is still LCO. They're not booked strong at all just yet, coming out of this tournament with only two wins. Uh, Tomoko and Ito going winless is pretty surprising to me, considering kind of how featured they are in many of the interpromotional shows. But alas, look, <laughs> it's a Kaori Ito match. It's going almost 20 minutes. We know what this match is at this point. She runs around. She does a bunch of double foot stomps. Uh, she might throw in a hold every now and again, and then she'll throw her ass in the air and fall down. This was long. This was tough to get through. Uh, but Shimoda and Mita are really coming together as a team. They have massively improved above kind of their peers, and they've they've really cemented themselves as strong, strong mid-carders. And I'm looking forward to their rise even further, especially uh, now that Akira Hokuto is like out of the promotion, uh, seemingly as this, this top-end act to rely on, it's going to be very interesting in, in 94 and 95, especially like what the moves are and how they get to those points of who they start featuring uh, higher up. And uh, maybe we'll start seeing uh, more reliance on the undercard to start delivering at a higher level. Uh, I, I think the, the name I can point to the most is Saki Asagawa at this point in time. I'm going to drink some beer. Mm. Okay. Tag team match follows. Not for the not for the tag league. Suzuka Minami and Yumiko Hota. <laughs> so there you go. Marine Wolves meet Fire Jets. Uh, they defeat the team of Bull Nakano and poor little Chaprito Asari. 15 and a half minutes. Look, Asari's getting over, and her being like this small against these giants in the ring. Uh, it's quite the sight. This poor woman had to meet Hota in the ring in this tag, and we know how Hota works. Just a bitter woman who's not pushed and not at the top of the card, who just punts people all day, wears the same singlet year over year for, for essentially her entire career. And dear God, Asari took a beating from this woman. I felt so bad for her. <laughs> Anyways, they lose. Hota and Minami win. We move on to... Aja Kong and Saki Asagawa against Eagle Sawai and Yasha Kurenai. Eagle Sawai, Yasha Kurenai, eight points on this tournament heading in. Kong and Hasegawa at six. This is a tag league, the best match. 
And the caveat is if Aja uh, and Saki, look, they had to win to have a chance at the finals. Okay, so in that sense, it was booked pretty well. Uh, Hasegawa was the pin eater here throughout. Uh, you know, even though this tournament went on for fucking months, it was really just what the tour was called. Not necessarily you'd get all these tag tag league matches on the card. You get maybe one, right? But uh, look, Aja and Eagle, their loose rivalry continues here. Uh, they did their usual running at each other, and majority went down to Saki heel kicking Yasha the face, and it ends as you'd you'd expect. This was just okay, and look, Eagle and Aja doing mat work absolutely stinks. It's not what we want to see from them, and it's just not exciting. And honestly, Aja's not like good at that. She really isn't. She's she's uh, she's not the eighteen year old like person trying to do karate moves from nineteen eighty eight anymore. She is the one with MMA gloves, <laughs> backfisting people, and we want to see her power bomb someone through the mat. And with Eagle Sawai, you know she puts on some stinkers like this when she gets weird opponents. She has still that LLPW esque to her, where they want to be kind of the shoot mat wrestling promotion. And they don't really figure that out until 1994 when a lot of their wrestlers wrestling all these AJW people realize, oh, this is how you get over and get over to a crowd. Work like this. And so they really stop a lot of that crappy uh, no movement mat work that they that they were doing in late 93 when they started this promotion. So then Yasha, uh, in the role of a heel, yet still a punching bag, I... Aja wins this match with Hasegawa. They get eight points, even though they tie in points, Eagle and Kurenai. They now have the win over them. So it's all based on the last match result to see if Kong and Hasegawa go to the finals. I was disappointed this match, honestly. 21 minutes, 23 seconds, that's went. Uh, it's it's just a disappointing format when Kong and Sawai are in the ring at this time. And Kurenai is not. Look, she isn't Akira Hokuto, that's for sure. <laughs> and we get to our Tag League the Best final match. It's Kyoko Inoue and Toshio Yamada taking on Flying Dangerous, Akira Hokuto and Manami Toyota. Hokuto and Toyota come into this tournament final chance with 10 points. And that forces Inoue and Yamada at 8 points to win this match or go home. And if they win this match, they'll be at 10 over Kong and Hasegawa. So if Toyota and Hokuto win, they will go on to face Kong and Hasegawa. So e multiple times in this match, they show Kong and Hasegawa kind of hanging out in the stands of Cork and watching on uh, anxiously to the result. Uh, the bout goes 15 minutes, 36 seconds. And the story here for Kyoko and Yamato was the same as Kong. Winner go home. If they win, okay, they tie at 10 apiece, which means, and this was unknown to the crowd, and seemingly according to the wrestlers involved, that they didn't know that they would have to wrestle again. I tend to believe this was an absolute work uh, on the wrestlers' part. I believe the fans didn't know how this was going to be. Because they reacted heavily to the announcement of, we're going to do the finals right now. Uh, so, the other thing was how the match structure was surrounding Hokuto and Toyota uh, doing what they were doing with Yamada and Inoue 
essentially saving up big things for the next match. And honestly, their reactions in post to the very end, especially from Toyota. Okay, we'll get to that later. So the start in the first half was mostly switching between a few hot moves. And then really cranking in submissions, or in Yamada's case, throwing big strikes into it. Very engaging stuff. Uh, This was your kind of slow build. Imagine this was actually like a 32-minute match, okay, altogether. When we got to the nine-minute mark, Hokuto comes in for as close to a hot tag you'll see in Joshi. (laughs) My God, is this woman a star. It's, It's like if Buddha himself would sacrifice his morality for Hokuto in 93. Like, this woman's so over. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Post nine minutes is all balls to the wall action. Banami, Kyoko, back and forth, counter for counter, big moves. Hokuto doing fucking cone heroes off the top to the floor. Jushin Thunder Liger would be proud. Near falls are incredible, with Hokuto hitting the Northern Lights bomb. And so the finish here was so great. Kyoko's going for the Niagara Driver. It's countered by Manami Toyota for a lightning-fast roll, just up and over. It's so seamless and quick. Uh, then she attempts the JOC, and Kyoko counters this like Billy Kidman getting powerbombed. She goes up, and she goes down for a big DDT facebuster deal, and then she immediately finishes off hitting the Niagara Driver for the big win. Toyota down. I loved this finish so much. It was just so quick counter for counter seamless, and then just bang, hit this peak and it's over. Okay? So the tag league is tied after a brief intermission slash they're just announcing what's So they announce what happened and the main event just starts to the elation of the crowd. They're just like, oh my god we're going again. Let's fucking go. (laughs) And that goes into our final final main event match. Hokuto and Toyota, Flying Dangerous, taking on Kyoko Inoue and Yamada for the Tag League official final final. Right away, the crowd is just going absolutely bonkers. They're just chanting for everybody, and what makes this match so good, okay, is one part they go right after the previous one, so there's no downtime. You're not waiting later in the night. You're going right away. The other is they go, again, balls to the wall nonstop, For the full 15 minutes this went. It's just like the previous match never ended and they were just selling on the ground for a couple minutes. That's that. that, This was an absolute testament of cardio and keeping the crowd in, in, in your energy and your build to what's happening at the end. Uh, so what happens is, uh, they, as in, uh, Kyoko Inoue and Yamada just pounce like Monty Brown getting on the dead Toyota, uh, Yamada spamming backdrops like crazy. They're going for the near falls out of the gate. They want this to end. And Akira saving uh, 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 Manami Toyota for the pin. You have Toyota saving Hokuto. And then uh, what we get is Kyoko dumping Hokuto out of the ring. Okay, This leads to a dramatic near fall in the ring which Minami does this big bridge-out sequence, and, and uh, the crowd just can't believe it. They thought it was so over because of the, how this match started. And then from there, it's just chaos from end to end. While that, that first match was a lot of like building to the finish, this was just 15 minutes of a finish. 
You know, it's it's very much 25, 30 years ahead of its time type stuff where you have Toyota and Yamada running wild in the ring. Akira, Hokuto, and Kyoko Onoe are going through the concession stands. They're running to the back. Uh, they're they're brawling. Hokuto swimming swinging a garbage can like a mad person, and they 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 run back in the ring. And first Kyoko gets in there first, and she tries the little slingshot uh, uh, back elbow drop thing. Uh, that's countered. Uh, Yamada snags Hokuto from in the ropes and beats her ass. Toyota snags Kyoko, beats her ass. So that leaves Toyota and. Yamada kind of going at it again. It's just mayhem. It's chaos. It's a fight. Everyone comes off like they're trying to cripple a body part here and there just to win a match. And then we get a stretch of near falls and major moves. It's kickouts. It's saves. It's 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 all the hits that you want, right? And I'm just I'm just like pacing around my room. I'm standing. I'm sweating. I'm screaming. This is top notch stuff. I'm going. Oh my god, this is incredible. <laughs> like this is wrestling. This is wrestling. Like this is the shit I'm going. It's it's a story. You're invested. You you, you there's stars in the ring. You, you, like this is the greatest wrestlers of a generation doing their best work. Uh, it's and and that we've seen to date. And we, here we are in '93. We're finishing out, and this is how we're going out. And we get to this finish. <laughs> and I just I just kind of uh, took a lot of this from various blogs of, of just recounting a lot of the moves. So I'm just kind of gonna read this. Uh, Loosely. Minami Toyota hits a moonsault to Kyoko on the floor. Yamada kicks out of a Northern Lights bomb. She goes into a reverse gory bomb. She gets a backslide for two. Yamada tries a kick. Hokuto ducks. Shoves her down. And then she just lifts her up. Boom! Northern Lights bomb. Eins, zwei, drei. Flying Dangerous wins this fucking tag league. 15 minutes. Wow. Wow. You know, Big Dave and a lot of people gave that first match five stars, okay? I'm of the mind it's like four and a half, four and a quarter, okay? You know, most I hated it. When you put in the context of the back-to-back, the tag league, them going like this, in the full context, yes, absolutely five stars. I I have no argument for that. this, This is what I live for. It's this shit. Uh, people point to the Dream Slam match, tag match, as the best tag match of the year. It won match of the year in the Observer. Uh, they point to... I'd point to the rematch was even better. I point to the Kandori Hokuto. Well, no. I would say the first one was better than the rematch, but the rematch was still incredible. I think this is the tag match of the year. I like it more than the, than the, than the uh, Kansai Ozaki matches. Because this just this yes this was for the tag league the tag league was not at its not at its best advertised I would say and best covered for ninety three but the ending was incredible of what we got here and look Toyota and Yamada just won back the tag titles like a couple days prior and now they're enemies in the finals that's that's super interesting to me it's just you want you want the biggest purse you want the money inter uh, promotional pride. Is on the line, all kinds of there's a there's a lot of kayfabeness that you can get behind here that I really enjoyed. So finally, we're in the post match. Akira Hokuto and Manami Toyota are awarded these giant trophies, as is tradition. And Toyota is literally just bowed over, her hair is in front of her face, and she's just crying her eyes out. Because she knows this is the end for Akira Hokuto. 
And Akira is just so being a wrestler where she's not showing any sort of remorseful feelings about anything. She's holding her own and she's got her hand on the back of Minami's like head and neck, just keeping her bowed in position before she can collect herself and show that she is she is tough, you know, ready for the, the these picture moments and being presented with, you know, the check and trophy and all that. All while <laughs> Kyoko Inoue is toasted in the corner, selling like she j- or was it no? It was Yamada toasted in the corner, selling like she just had her neck broken, and they're stretching her <laughs> out of the ring. It's we- it's 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 very different, sort of side from Akira Hokuto, kind of knowing she's she's done and she's just being very humble about the victory because usually she's like talking shit. Spitting, snarling, uh, slapping people on the ground after she had already won, you know, points up at the heavens kind of stuff. She's she's just all business. And then uh, Yumiko Hota, <laughs> look, all the people like come down the ring, and Hota of all people, not to be outdone, jealous of everyone being over and not her, she leads the 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 AJW chants, Zenjo, Zenjo, Zenjo. It's 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 her. She's got the mic while all these people are like, yeah, we just put on two five star matches. What have you ever done? Uh, yeah. And uh, now Hokuto and Toyota are still in just this deep out of position, like full, like right angle. Most respect to the crowd. Uh, they, they Manami Toyota really never like leaves this position except to be presented with the trophy briefly and bowing in respect to her teaming with Akira Hokuto and what this is like, it clearly means a lot to her. So Hokuto hang, hangs around again. She bows. She cuts a, uh, she cuts a promo where this is where she gets like choked up a bit. And she really makes it feel like this is the last time she's going to see people in Cork and hall. And all while this is going on, you see, Shimoda and Etsuko Mita and Suzuka Minami kind of in eyesight of the camera and they're fucking crying. You know, we saw it with the Kandori match where she got punched out, knocked out, and they're they're like being held back from running into the ring and crying LCO because they know it's the it's the end, or at least they think it does. And this is definitely the end for kind of their LCO leader and Akira Hokuto, one of the greatest of all time. Like she only wrestles, I think, like 160 matches over the next 10 years. It's, you know, it's like 12 to 16 matches a year. So, she, you know, she's like a once-a-month attraction, maybe twice. Uh, when Gaia pops up, she kind of just really sticks there with Chigusa Nagayo. Uh, AJW is going through financial hell, couldn't really afford her kind of situation. Uh, this is This is... It's going to be a very different light in how we look at Akira Hokuto post this run because she was a full-time wrestler. She's done so well, and she isn't going to have that Bull Nakano schedule. It's going to be truly part-time. Bull Nakano's part-time is not wrestling 200 times. She's still wrestling 100 times a year, right? We're not getting that. What we're getting in 94 is now the official part-time Akira Hokuto journey. Bull Nakano is going to be gone doing WWF. She'll be a part-time attraction now, officially for AJW. So now is the time that we're going post 
We're essentially leaving the 80s officially behind, is what we're doing. The stars of the 80s are gone. They've uh, they've put over the necessary talents. Bull Nakano with Aja Kong put her in that position. And Akira Hokuto with all these feuds and with uh, Minami Toyota especially and getting her to this position. Like, it's a different sort of getting others over. Uh, and there's and there's always time for her to lose, uh, as we know, for later. And that's going to be a different aspect of what we'll look at with Akira Hokuto. Uh, she finally reached the top, and she never really... Like, this is her peak and biggest push, right? So when would have been the best time? Like, essentially, she put over Shinobu Kandori, is what happened. Like, Kandori became one of the biggest stars in women's wrestling because of her feud with Hokuto and Hokuto losing the way she did to her. Uh, so that would be that would be one aspect uh, to look at. This was incredible. This was an incredible year in wrestling. It's uh it's it's to me it's now above the 1985-86 year uh, that I've held in such high regard with cuz that's when you had Nagayo, Dump, Devil Masami and Yokota all four together with the rise of the Jumping Bomb Angels, you had the Calgary Typhoons. They they different sort of era. And now we have this 1993, which is another completely different era. And I'm putting this officially above that. It's my favorite year in women's wrestling, and we're we're moving on to 1994. And I can't wait. I believe uh, there's a Cork and Hall show. There's a big February show to cover before the classics uh, are back at it. Uh, they go at it in March. And that's, uh, I believe, the Akira Hokuto, quote-unquote, retirement tour start. That'll do it. What a year.